0: Beautiful soul, you are so unconditionally loved and adored by God, your angels, and your guides on your spirit team. They want you to know how proud they are of you. You are perfect just the way you are. You are needed here on earth, and you can truly be anything you want to be in this life. Dream big. Be confident. And believe in yourself the same way God believes in you. Your spirit team is cheerleading you every step of the way. Talk to them and then listen. They'll whisper back only loving, positive guidance friends, your angels have 31 more recorded messages for you, just like this one. And I'm giving them to you for free when you sign up for my angel newsletter on the top of theangelmedium.com. If you love this podcast, support us with a purchase or donation on theangelmedium.com. Leave a five-star positive review and support us on the socials at Angel Podcast. Check the show notes for details and this month's drawing winner. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Intuitive Kids podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And friends, we have a very special treat for us today. We are here with New York Times bestselling author, Matt Kahn. I am just delighted. Every time I'm in your energy, I feel your auric Mm -hmm. field and it's just (laughs) you radiate oneness everywhere you go.
1: Thank you. I, I so appreciate it. It's an honor to be here.
0: Thank you. So Matt, in one of your books that's more geared towards adults you talk about childhood and you yes. talk about how you really with your relationship with your mother your mom wanted you to be something that you weren't maybe like fit you into a box she wanted you to act a certain way or be a certain way and you had to find a way to really be yourself and it seemed like through your book what you were talking about too is you were kind of able to come home to yourself as a child step back into your intuition and i'm wondering if you're able to talk to us a little bit about that and to kids too who i get it as a parent we just want the best for our childrens, and sometimes we have the the best intentions but (laughs) it comes out the wrong way or we say the wrong thing and really it's about love and it's about connection between us as parents and and children and just wanting the deepest connection possible
1: absolutely and i really appreciate the question you know i had the fortune of having two parents that believed in my abilities even when we weren't sure what they were <laughs> and I had parents that supported every aspiration that I ever had and championed every cause, an idea that I would foster. Uh, whatever I would come up with, like when I was a kid, I wanted to be an attorney. I wanted to do this and that. And my parents would just support that, which was a beautiful gift I received looking back. My parents also embraced my intuition, and they were very spiritual. Um, the confusion for me, was when my mom in particular got triggered, she became a very different version of herself. And my mom was the kind of woman that would protect you from anything. And ironically, what my mom could not protect me from was from her. And I had to learn how to, in the development of my intuition, be able to understand that, yes, my mom and my dad are here to support me. And in my very early age, and I think maybe a lot of kids feel this way, they look up to their parents like heroes and idols. And I had a very intriguing experience of as I matured and grew grew up, I learned to see my parents as people. And when the fantasy of how I idolized my parents kind of started to dissolve, and I started to see them as people, It was at that moment where all of the beautiful gifts they helped me develop in myself began to be embodied it was almost as if when i saw my parents as people i started to step into the maturity of my inner person and so for for me i think the development of my intuition was to learn how to trust my instincts Mm -hmm. to know the difference between here's when my parents are being supportive and here's when they're going through their own process and just by being raised in the family I had and having the awareness I had it helped me learn how to hold space for the healing and processes my parents went through instead of resenting and judging and turning away from them took me many years to do that so I think for me as a person one of the greatest things I learned from my parents is that i grew to be incredibly compassionate for all human beings and i started with my parents because i learned to separate the difference between my fantasy and people on their souls journey and and it was one of the greatest gifts my parents ever gave me is to see that they are just people too which has been very grounding for the work i do in the world as a healer
0: it's amazing So, talk to kids too about what it means, just the word triggered. What does it mean when somebody gets triggered? And how do you hold space for that person maybe to be triggered and hold space for yourself at the same time?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, a great way to, let's say, define being triggered is a feeling in our body of this isn't fair, this Mm -hmm. isn't right, or uh, I am being treated in a way that is not. That uh, doesn't feel fair and just, and so the trigger can often become the frustration we feel when we 're not being heard, when we 're not being seen. And when we hold space, obviously, as kids, you know we, we're, we're learning early and earlier these generations, which is incredible. But I think when we are triggered, when we feel as if something is unfair, the question becomes what's the fairest thing I can do for myself? if someone's not seeing or hearing me, what's in what way can I remove myself from the moment, maybe go to my room, which is my earliest meditation retreat, and how can I hear and see myself? And even as kids, if they have journals and you write out, here are the words I wish they would have said, and can we read those words to our own heart so that instead of feeling frustrated or unjust, as in, Until they tell me the words I want to hear, I'm going to be frustrated and angry and heartbroken. What if instead the words they don't say to me, I say to my own heart? And to Mm -hmm. see what happens when we do that.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. How to, because discernment is a big key within spirituality, discerning between Two different things and I think when it comes to this topic, there is discernment between okay, when is my parent really being triggered and where are they really trying to protect me? because if my child We live on a busy street. So if my child is gonna run near you know, the street and is going to be in danger of being hit by a car. I'm going to scream as a parent. I'm going to yell. I'm going to do everything I can to get that child back to safety. Where can kids use their intuition, use discernment to understand when parents are trying to be protective of their safety and when there is a trigger?
1: It's a great way to, it's a great distinction and a question to ask. I think when there's a trigger, I think that someone like a parent is trying to have the final word, is yeah. trying to win an argument, is trying to dominate, and, and be the one that closes the case on any discussion. Yeah. I think when it's from a space of safety, it, the, it may feel like anger, but it comes with an action step. Don't go there. Watch out for traffic. So I think, and again, it it takes a great level of maturity. I'm incredibly proud of children developing that maturity from an early age. So we just have to kind of let it into our system. And I think there's a difference between noticing a parent blowing off steam, let's say, and their words may be harsh, but is there an action step? Is there something I'm being told to do? And is it possible that that's trying to be helpful, even though maybe coming packaged in a way that I wish was spoken to me differently? Because of course, with if you're a kid wandering into oncoming traffic, a parent needs to intervene immediately and unfortunately won't always speak in the most peaceful words, right? So I I think the difference is, am I just witnessing anger like the eruption of a volcano? Or yep. is there a direct action step that perhaps this parent is trying to guide me in a way that I can't quite see and perceive yet?
0: a hundred percent. And so, as my family has kind of gone through this journey of coming up together spiritually and and us as parents trying to do things differently than our parents did, that's right. We just went on a vacation to Florida for four days. Oh. Yeah, it was so much fun. And we brought my daughter's little friend, she's 11. And um, it was interesting because we all as human beings, I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. Yes. And some misconceptions are to be spiritual, to be completely healthy person, that you're not supposed to go through any moods that you're just supposed to be <laughs> full and loving all the time. But we all mood shift right we all go through mood shifts where we're happy and joyful and then we're maybe frustrated or sad or down or lonely when you look at this as a family unit Mm -hmm. you can hold space for one another to go through those mood shifts without it having to be a big deal right
1: i think just in the same way that we learn to appreciate the differences of season changes yeah We all go through mood changes and it's not always summer it's not always springtime sometimes things fall and sometimes it's icy cold in the winter on an emotional level and i think what is interesting is that there's an equal opportunity for children to cut their parents or give them some space and grace because to real i remember as a child having glimpses of the amount of pressure my parents were under just to give me a life and not to give me the impression of how barely scraping by we were on a financial level. Mm. And so equally, we were talking earlier about giving directions to children. Sometimes it comes in a very passionate way, let's say. I think what's interesting for parents is if we can start giving directions, I'm not going to tell a parent to not always be compassionate because every moment is what it needs to be. But when we are instructing children with the direction if we can remember to give a reason why mm. because i think that's how we all learn in life that's how i learn whether it's learning how to channel which i taught the universe taught me or how to cook everything i've ever been taught i've either been told or i've asked why and as long as i know why i learn and i think it's very important that parents temper their emotional state by saying here's what i'm telling you to do and here's why and then at the same time children begin to see the difference between their fantasy of a superhero parent and that parents are people too and when we bring those two aspects together we learn that there are all seasons in the world there is never a calendar year where we have one season and not the other three and I think the importance is, is that as a family unit, we are all oscillating in different seasons of emotions. And the important thing is how we respect and support each other through our experiences.
0: Mm. Okay. Last question for today. Yeah. Wondering when it comes to kids developing their intuition, because you are a master at this, what steps would you give children to develop their intuition? And how will kids know when they've really developed their intuition as much as they can for that time?
1: So I will share with you a practice my parents taught me when I was a kid of how to develop my intuition. Believe it or not, my parents gave me a a technique and I used it and I did it for a little bit and it really, really helped because my parents studied spirituality, could tell me a lot of one-liners and then I Became their teacher later in life. So here was the the technique my parents taught me. And it's so cool. So you take a deck of playing cards, right? That Mm you'd play cards. You know, half the deck is black and half is red. You shuffle the deck face down. You take one card, eyes closed, facing away from you, of course. And you press it against your forehead or hold it on your heart. And you simply feel, is this a black card? Or a red card and put it in a pile and go through the whole deck until you have half of each. And then check your math to see how close you got and what we so that's one process. The other process is you can do one card, hold it to your third eye or your heart chakra facing away from you and feel is a black or red. Then check, was I right? If I was, where did I get the signal? what told me the answer and so we start to clarify the intuitive filters and even when we're right where did it come from when it was wrong where did that come from where's the difference kids might say oh when it's wrong it was more of a, a thought or an idea and when it was right it was like a silent inner knowing And then we start to pay more attention to certain currents of information to become receivers of higher guidance.
0: I love that. That's amazing. That's how I was taught. I love it. Um, Sometimes people ask, like, well, how do I know that I've developed my intuition to the max? What would you tell them?
1: I'll give you the funniest answer. This is the funniest answer. And I said it on stage once to a lot of people. (laughs) And I said, the difference between intuition and imagination is accuracy. That's the first answer, which is really kind of cut and dry. Meaning if you say something's going to happen and it doesn't quite happen, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a chance to step back and go, okay, what were the signals that made me think that? Was it just, I was so afraid of that, that I thought it may happen. Was it a, what if? Versus a what is. Um, Another way we can look at the difference between intuition and imagination is a lot of times imagination, when it cloaks as intuition, it has this ultimatum energy. Do this or else. It's very fear-based. Or I'm going to miss out on this or this won't happen. Very superstitious. Very scary fear-based. And the intuition intuition, doesn't do that at all. It's this little voice that says, check this out. Yeah. We go there. Check that out. And so it's just this very still, quiet whisper of a suggestion. And what we're really doing with our intuition is we're learning to be so acutely aware of the most subtle signals that our senses pick up, that we allow the divine always within us as the very breath we breathe to begin talking to us with the loudest voice of guidance.
0: Mm. Matt, tell everybody where they can find you and we'll put your books link to your books in the show notes below
1: oh my goodness thank you so much for anyone that is wishing to take more of a heart center dive into their intuition and to healing themselves uh please visit matt M a t t k a h n m-a-t-t-k-a-h-n.org and you can sign up and receive a free mp3 of uh activation i did and receive our free sunday newsletter and it's it's an honor to serve the heart of all children and the children living in the hearts of every adult
0: mm i love that thank you so much matt for being here thank you want more episodes check out our parent podcast angels and awakening beautiful souls if you're super excited to develop your own intuition go to theangelmedium.com and become an angel member Angel membership is for the whole family. Parents get access to hundreds of hours of course content, intuitive development circles, small groups, and more. Each week, members get fun, new family dinner conversation starters to boost family connection and help kids build confidence. And starting January 1st, 2023, kids get access to spiritual workshops, pre-recorded energy healings and live events just for them. Start today with a five-day free trial at angelwellnesscenter.com backslash free trial. And if you're the family who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, kids age 14 and up can now enroll in my angel Reiki school with a parent. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to start your own family business. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com. Details are in the show notes. Now friends, do this meditation with me to connect with your angels. I want you to begin by imagining God is pouring unconditional love through the top the crown of your head feel it as this unconditional love fills your body with a yummy delicious tingly energy from head to toe God's unconditional love fills you so much that it begins to radiate out from your heart like rays of energy radiating out from the Sun imagine God's infinite unconditional love flows from your heart to everyone you love imagine this love flowing to every person in your school imagine God's unconditional love going to every person in the entire world And imagine the world sending love back to you your angels remind you friends that they're always looking out for you guiding you directing you and protecting you friends talk to God and your angels all day long and then tune into your heart to hear the positive loving messages they whisper back just for you